love sushi, I love Japan. My social life has hit the fan. All I have is anime, so I guess there's just one thing to say. Guru Gamesh, my life's a mess. My figure collection is racking up debt. My wife has left, my house is gone. Time to get my butt to Sakura Con. Guru Gamesh. Welcome to the Gurugamesh podcast, the only in one village for uh, ancient ninjutsu knowledge. And speaking of the village, Vic, come back to the podcast studio. You're embracing the darkness of Reddit. Uh, but oh, it's then... taking him over. Facts and logic overwhelming his soy brain. Uh, okay, I'm coming back. Okay, I need to stop. I need to stop with the real life things. Yeah, Lord, Lord Andrew Tate San has has taken over your your gen, Genin Jutsu Ingan. If only there was a Naruto expert to help us uh, fend oh, off this great evil. Hey, George, do you know anyone? Uh, I've received an S rank mission request. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, uh, from the village hidden in Garugamesh. Ah, uh, yes, the village hidden in Garugamesh. Hello, I am your uh, big titty president. Uh, we need you to uh, <laughs> the delay the enemy for 500 episodes. Uh, whilst keeping subpar animation quality, and also no one can die. You have really, you have requested the services of the land hidden in the potholes. Yeah, <laughs> here I am. My name is my name is George. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Garuga Mesh as well. Uh, thank uh, you kindly. See, I've seen every episode. I've bought the T-shirt. Yeah, I went to Garuga Con. I uh, asked Jay for his autograph. He spat in my face. Best day of my life. Um, yeah, and now I'm here. I'm finally here on the show. I was gonna say I should have charged you double for that, but you know, <laughs> I was feeling very generous. So um, this is our episode of Naruto. And Vic, you first pitched this to me a while ago, and I said, "Go to hell." I'm never doing an episode on Naruto. Yeah. And here we are. Coward. Yeah. Look, we did two hour-long retrospectives on the entire Dragon Ball franchise. Do another one? I, uh, I, I could, we could do another one. That's the problem. That, yeah, no, that, that's the <laughs> issue. And it would just like, we lost our sanity by the end of that. So Naruto, it was intimidating because I have a lot of early remembers, memories of Naruto, but as I've told you two in confidence, there's a lot of this stuff I don't remember. And just looking through just the wikis, and typing the dark sentence of Naruto video essay into YouTube.com, mm. I was outmatched. Like, I, could, I couldn't use Genjutsu or Ninjutsu, I could only use Taijutsu, and in this case, my Taijutsu was my mediocre media degree. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Naruto is a massive cultural icon, and I feel it passed me by a little bit, so I've employed two... Uh, Jonin class anime fan. Excuse me, S rank, S rank. Okay. What's the fucking difference? We're the Onbu Black Ops of fucking Naruto. All you right. You mean those chumps who get fucking jobbed every saga? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know the least Kinda. about. Na oh. I know the least about Naruto here. I know that that like that like oh, it's the Onbu. You mean those guys who do nothing constantly? Compared to the Jonin who do nothing constantly. And if everyone got focused, then this show will be twice as long. We don't want that. Yeah. Yes. And also be competent. So it, this this whole episode will be a general retrospective of Naruto as a series. You know, the highs and lows, you know, key facts about animation, its impact on the culture. But first of all, we're going to start with how did you come across this spunky little ninja boy who, you know, he can turn into a naked girl, 
and he's like, "I'm Naruto. I'm your favorite man." Like like, like most like most of us growing up, growing up uh, with UK television, I had I had watched the cartoons and I was exposed to a little bit of anime. You know, yeah. you got your Pokemon, your Yu Gi Oh, your Dragon Ball, your Shinzo, um, but Duel uh, Master. For me, for, for, but for me, uh, it was. Everyone remembers. We'll do an episode on that soon. Um, but no, for me personally, it was. Don't like promises. They don't know. <laughs> for me, it was. Uh, of course, it was Frugetics, formerly Fox Kids, but yeah. became Jet, but became Jetics. And um, yeah, I remember the first episode I ever saw. Um, wasn't the first episode actually. It was uh, episode 17, 18, the Broken Seal, which is a uh, sort of the episode, um, sort of the episode where Sasuke, quote unquote, dies. Yeah, that's a, that's a sentence we're going to be using a lot. Yeah, and wherever you've ever seen a um, and I, I've never seen like death portrayed like that in a in like a in a children's show. No, and that, that sort of uh, attracted that sort of attracted me to the show. And then I sort of went back, and bought the DVDs, looked up a bit, of, looked at a bit of the law. Soon enough, I was caught up, ready to go, watching it weekly when it came out. And yeah, it's been uh, downhill ever since. But um, you know. Downhill isn't easy. I was going to say, you know, we're, 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 I, I was intending to be like a bit of a compliment sandwich with the Naruto retrospective, but George is just fucking diving in. I love this show. It's my baby. You shut up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so for me, it was... Please don't say that you discovered Naruto in the same manner you discovered Dragon Ball. No, but it's kind of off-related. Oh, for fuck's so, sake. Anyone uh, wondering what I'm discussing, um, listen to our Dragon Ball episode and listen to one of the most unique origin stories of an anime fan of how Vic discovered anime. In my defense, this is actually, yeah, so I watched, the first episode I'd ever watched was on Jetix. It was late at night. I can't remember how late, but it was, um, it was Naruto versus Neji, and it was the episode where, ne- uh, where Naruto was absorbing the nine tails chakra and actually like really using it. And it was like, whoa, this has some real Dragon Ball vibes. I fucking love it. I was like, damn, this was such a, and it was a fun fight. So I loved it. I thought it was really cool. Um, but then I never watched it ever again uh, until like about two to three years later when once I'd had my uh, anime revival through Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. Um. I was jonesing for something else that had that similar vibe because I'd finished Dragon Ball at this point twice, uh, like almost consecutively. Uh, So Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. um, And I was like, fuck, I want something more. That's also really good. And I remembered Naruto existed and I went, fuck it. I'll give that a shot too. And I fucking destroyed that thing in in less than a week as well. Um, Yeah. And... I've been addicted ever since, much like George. I think I was about 13 at the time. 13? I know what you mean. For me, Naruto is a bit of a warts and all kind of love. Mm. You know, I completely acknowledge the flaw that all the flaws with it. And uh, I'm, willing, I'm willing to discuss with them in the, in the duration of this podcast. But there isn't much, there isn't much that, people can, that people can really say to make me not love it. It's just what I grew up with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's yeah. because we grew up with it. Yeah, That's let's, the problem. let's pray that, you know, it doesn't become a Roroni Kenshin situation and something horrible comes out about Kishimoto just as we upload this. He, uh, he's, he's trying to put everyone in the infinite Tsukuyomi yeah. and make them and make them all remember things differently. Yeah, he's trying to put everyone in the metaverse. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He, st- um, he struck a deal with Lord Zuck <laughs> of the Berg clan. So where, so George, we'll start with you as you are the guest. I didn't even tell her how I was introduced to Naruto. 
oh, in a very course. similar manner. You're right. I was, Fair at, enough. I was at a holiday at Centre Parks, which is a famous British resort where it's just a bunch of forests and cabins for rich people. And on the television was Jetex, which if you don't know what Jetex is, was a cartoon block that's way more important to European people than it is to Yanks, because it's how, it's how most of us got Japanese cartoons. Our Toonami died a very early death in the UK. Rest in peace, Toonami. Well, I think UK. me and George are just old enough that we got to see some of good Toonami. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, here's yeah. the thing, British Toonami didn't last until 2005. Like, yeah, it, it was, died pretty early. It was quite, um, it wasn't as profitable as it was in America. No, but I remember the distinct episode of Naruto I viewed, because I was sitting there as a nine-year-old boy thinking, why is this this blonde ninja's doing a big fart? What's what what what's what's he doing around? All right, and then this weird old man that is talking about women pushes him down a cabin, and then he bites his thumb, and a motherfucking frog comes out. And it was the greatest piece of fiction I saw. But then I never watched it ever again, and it just receded into the back of my mind until later. I remembered. Oh yeah, apparently that show about farting ninjas is one of the most profitable fictional entities Japan has ever released. That's how I felt about One Piece, because of course One Piece was like, oh, that aired on Toonami, that's cool. Oh, most popular manga in the world, alright. Um, didn't realize. So basically, and here's the thing, like, you know, a lot of my memories of Naruto come from early Naruto. Like, my knowledge of Naruto is all of the stuff where they're kids. Like, early Shippuden, and most recently, how it ends. Like, a lot of the stuff in between, like the meat of Shippuden, I have no clue. Which is why I've invited you on here, just to sort of inform me of all of these weird Japanese words that these people in Matrix coats are saying I just don't understand. Like, here's the thing, the average conversation in Naruto is fucking nonsense. Oh, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's only... 30% nonsense, 40% flashback no jutsu. That's what it is, okay? Well, no, I mean, it's like, uh, it's time for me to summon the infamous Tsukiyomi Ranagan Shinsodinko jutsu. It's that. It's that for 20 minutes, and then it was like, oh, the Shinkodinsu jutsu, we sealed that away in the Machibachi Kachi cave. What Jay's trying to say is there is a lot of terminology dump in the Ruto. And, and I get yeah. that, like, because, like, Naruto, much more than, say, its predecessors, People care about this lore. People care about the deep lore of the ninja world, and I'm not being facetious. That's a lot of its appeal is the fact that there is a lot of history and, dare I say, depth, quote-unquote, in this funny, you know, it's Harry Potter, but they're using kunai. Yeah, it's so... The love for the world-building in Naruto is so great that to this fucking day, right, years after the original series is dead, and I guess technically there is a sequel series that no one is really reading or watching. Get shit on if you do. Um, Jesus fucking look! I said that we weren't going to cover Boruto. I didn't say we would. We would insult its fan base. We didn't say its name until you said it. Yeah, uh, yeah. But there are TV. There are literal like uh, people who've now made careers to this day. This is 2023. People have careers where they actually just post videos about old Naruto lore, and they just keep talking about that, the history of the characters, or the jutsus, and how they work, and people still eat it up. And even I'm at least a little bit victim to it, because if somebody tells, what's the top 10 lightning-style ninjutsus, I'm not gonna lie, I'm probably gonna watch that video. Uh, and I feel like a fucking idiot for it. 
because I know the answer already, but I still want to hear yeah, him say it. My favorite YouTube video essay is Choji takes the red pill. Naruto woke? Question <laughs> mark. Oh God, yeah. Bloody hell. You are absolutely right. And one of Naruto's biggest strength is definitely its world building. Uh, and at least in part one, it's characters. We'll get into sort of like, uh, I'm, we're going to compliment Sandwich this retrospective because I, I unfortunately have not had the time to go as deep as I necessarily did in the Dragon Ball retrospective simply because I don't have the depth of knowledge or experience with Naruto, but I've tried my best in terms of sort of getting to the heart and soul. So we're going to sort of like say our favorite character moments, favorite fights, favorite arcs, themes, general good things about you know, ninjas doing fighty stuff. Then we might move on to space, maybe some stuff the series could have done better, some of our grievances, etc. And then we'll, I'll sort of insert some, you know, maybe some key staff quotes, talk about some Japanese people who drew really well, and then we'll probably cap off with arguing about which theme song's the best. Yeah. The answer is shipping opening four. Why don't, why don't you go... Uh, go- <laughs> it's a good one. It's a fucking good one. It's a banger. Why don't you start off, George? Okay, so best character moments, favorite fights, definitely. And well, you were saying earlier about, uh, you were just saying earlier about your, your characters, about what you appreciate them in general. Before I do that, I should probably give a brief synopsis of Naruto in case anyone's oh, No, everyone's seen it. If you're reading, the, if you're reading, or listening to this podcast, you've seen it. Uh, Naruto is a ninja boy who has a demon inside of him because someone was mean, and then everyone they, was they've like, seen it. You, they you know. Then he is. It was like they oh, know, Jay. Give up. <laughs> Say no. Everyone knows. It's relatively young adult novel, as far as the pros go. An, an ostracized main character with a with a with a secret dark power with a secret dark power. Yeah, is thrown into this colorful cast of other characters mm. who have their who have their own thing who have all their own thing going on. Get some stuff into dangerous situations, and it's a coming of age story over uh, overall. Ironically, Naruto capitalized on that kind of before a lot of that genre took off in the West. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, Kishimoto, like, fa- like the obvious comparison is Harry Potter, but Kishimoto was famously said in interviews that he's never read a single Harry Potter book. Ah, oh, based Kishimoto. <laughs> anyway, 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 moving for anyway, moving on. My favorite, uh, some of my favorite uh, key moments in the Ruto when it comes to character, when it comes to characters and action. Um, well, uh, I think I'm just gonna start. I'm gonna start with a big one. Everyone loves Rock Lee. Thank God, I was gonna get angry and hit you if you didn't say the Rock Lee fight. He's uh, the whole. Uh, for those of you, those who don't know, in this world where everyone can do ninja magic, uh, create create illusions, fireballs, thingies, Rock Lee can't do any of that. So he focuses on what he knows best: punching and kicking, martial uh, martial arts. And is uh, it's kind of it's kind of a I describe it as a clumsy allegory for disabilities. Yeah, that's. I was gonna touch on that. It is very sort of like you know saying. Like, you know, like everyone who's like, I'm not good at sports, ranging from I can't do football or I am severely autistic and I don't understand, etc. and so forth. Rock Lee is kind of everyone's comfort character. And there is a beauty of that. And look, anime culture, especially shonen anime culture, has a tendency to overhype moments. But let me say this with no shadow of doubt in my mind or soul. If you do not feel anything when that Bruce Lee dopey kid drops those fucking weights and beats <laughs> that piece of shit Gara up, I love Gara. You are not human. <laughs> like, it is impossible to overhype that fight. Uh, yeah, that- because it's so fucking good. <laughs> It's a it's an insanely good fight. Rockley is built up throughout the entire um through I'd say the half of the second major arc. Yeah, yeah. like the, the tuning exact like he he beats up Sasuke, apologizes and walks away and refuses to elaborate. Best character introduction in shonen. Yes, he, he does that. He he beats up one of the one of the core characters. Uh he has several moments in the uh in the forest of death. Yeah. 
and he of course and he of course it all culminates in his fight of, in his fight of Gara, which ends which does end in tragedy. But then he comes back in the fi- in the final arc of part one, yeah. part one for a triumphant return, and it's semi triumphant, semi triumphant. Yeah. To be fair, motherfucker just came out of surgery. The fact that he's doing anything that, is that's a why I say semi triumphant. That's why I say semi triumphant. But yeah, what else, George? But just in, go- in regards to Rock, just in regards to Rockley, he's overall he's overall just like one of the most solid characters in part in part one. Um, another favorite, another favorite part, of my, uh, favorite key character in one is um, the learning, the process of learning the Rasengan, I think, which is mm. basically Naruto's becomes his signature move after the clones, and uh, he becomes. I mean, he has two. Like he, like it's basically just variations on the two moves he has. No, you know, keep it simple. He's not a jutsu boy. Keep it simple, you know, keep it safe. But um, what the hell was I, what the hell was I saying? Yeah, no, that we spend that we spend a whole arc. Naruto has to learn, has to learn this technique, and he sort of like. A sort of it's a very it's a very difficult technique which usually takes about three years to master. Yeah. But he kind of cuts corners and gets creative and comes up with his own ways of making it. And it culminates in this sort of this really in, like this really intelligent way of like getting of getting around the last hurdle where he uses a clone a clone to balance out his chakra. And ultimately, and ultimately in the anime, it happens when it happens. The music the music swells. Mm. It, end, um, it ends with him like screaming out the name Rasengan. He blasts Kabuto into a rock. Overall, the that it's. Imp- like you said, it's kind of impossible to hype up that entire process leading up to that moment, and yeah, that, yeah. that to me was one of the peaks of part of part one. Yeah, and then of course the fight on the waterfall. I like that as well. Everyone, yeah, like, yeah. everyone likes that. Er- er- uh, we don't think I don't think we have to elaborate when you say. I mean, I might, but purely because I've got some of the people who fucking made it. So. Um, yeah, I I think the interesting thing about part one. I mean, yeah, you just talked about all of part the best parts of part one, really. There's a few more. There's a few more, but it's not that many more. Didn't um, even mention Zabaza. Uh, like, I honestly thought like an intro shonen arc Zabaza saga is still very strong. Like it's very low stakes for what would become like they start by climbing trees and throwing knives, and they end by being Godzilla men who can summon big fox lasers. It's kind of nice to remember. Ha, huh, yeah, a five-inch blade was once a threat to these people. It was, it, you know what, the thing that Naruto did in the beginning that's so fucking good that they just completely fucked up toward the end is that... All the naked teenage girls that Naruto would turn into? We're moving on from, moving on from that statement. <laughs> yeah, moving on from that one. Uh, the, it was the idea that, like, Kakashi said it. During, the, uh, during that Zabuza arc, he goes, there are people in this world that are younger than you, but are stronger than me. Yes. And he was, and it was trying to explain, because Haku had just appeared and Naruto got really frustrated at that idea that there was just a kid who just fucking ended like this crazy powerful ninja with like fucking two needles. And it was like, all right, bye. And he was like, what the fuck? But it added so much lore and like crazy perspective. And there was this idea that everyone could have potentially been a threat or something like that. And it felt like as the series progressed, it started to lose that vibe, which is kind of sad. And there was other things that I thought were really interesting that if you know a little bit about the development of Naruto, were sad to lose as well. So for example, well, I don't think it's that sad that we lost it, but one of the original dynamics of the team was supposed to be uh, Sakura was a super sophisticated Genjutsu user. Uh, Sasuke was supposed to be the super sophisticated Ninjutsu user. And Naruto was intended to be the original Taijutsu specialist. And that ended up getting dropped. Yeah, it's, that's... Yeah, it's why Naruto, for like the first part, almost exclusively used clones and punching. 
Whereas everyone else had special ninja magic. Ninja magic, yeah. yeah. Fireball, fireballs and illusions and exactly. things like that. Exactly, yes. Sakura's uh, uncanny ability of staying very still. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, SK Sakura, stand, stand in front of the old man. But I can't lie, the pacing of the stories in part one were brilliant. Even the filler in part one was better than the filler in part two. Do you not remember the Ichiraku ramen filler? That was so fucking good. It was stupid, but it was fun. Shout out to the curry of life. Yes. We're going to talk about this a lot, but a lot of us have a lot of reverence for early Naruto. And I think that's where a lot of it, like we're going to praise some stuff in Shippuden. But when I think of early Naruto, every arc is solid. Like from, you know, from Zabaza to, you know, the tuning exams, like, you know, Forest of Death all the way to the actual sort of, like, uh, fight. Then the second round of the tuning exams, you know, the um, Sand Village uh, coup, the Rasengan arc, the, the Sasuke retrieval is fucking fantastic in giving everyone a fight and giving everyone, like, demonstrating this is why they are part of the team or dangerous. And that kind of is whittled away, and we'll get into this later, because... Naruto had the potential to be the Dragon Ball killer. And what I mean by this is the kind of series that would take from Dragon Ball, learn everything, not make the same mistakes, as opposed to start out like that and then arguably make the same mistakes but somewhat worse, depending on whose perspective you're asking. Speaking of things of learning from Dragon Ball and developing upon it, um, Naruto was very significant at the time, I think, for all of its, all of its action and its fight scenes being... Again, they lost this yeah. as we went on. A lot of its fights being more strategic, mm, or, absolutely, and um, more. This is what count. This is what counters this. This is how I can respond to this. Yes. Whereas Dragon Dragon Ball was. I'm not going to speak for every fight in Dragon Ball, but it was very. But it was very much two and unfo- two unstoppable forces colliding. I mean, I think post Freezer Saga. Yeah, I think I think the Dragon Ball Z abridged guys did the joke with Piccolo saying, "I know what you have to do." You just have to hit them really hard. <laughs> and that half the time was kind of the answer. Um, yeah. Like, uh, let's talk about, um, the, go back to the Zabuza saga. The first fight with Zabuza, when he appears in the thing, um, essentially Kakashi sort of, sort of realizes this is not something that these teenagers can handle. They're not even teenagers, they're 12. They're like 12, 13, something like no, that. No, 11, 12. 11, so they're, qu- they're quite young. Jeez. He's like, all right, you guys stand, stand there, defend the people, the person we're supposed to be defending. I will dispatch this guy. And then Kakashi ends up getting captured, and all of a sudden, well, shit, it falls in the hands of the twelve-year-olds. 12-year- mm. Then, and he's like, and he and he goes, run, and they just de- and they decide, and they think actually a bit out of character, but Naruto actually comes up with a pretty intelligent plan. Yeah, I was gonna say that's the first sign that he's at all qualified to be a ninja. Of course, and he and he ends up he, he comes up with this plan where he transforms into a shuriken. He misleads uh, Zabaza. He's able to get him to let go of the prison to free Kakashi, and then they shoot water at each other. Yeah. And that's how that fight ends. Uh, yeah, fucking, I loved that scene. That was one of my favorite scenes in that arc because it was just so good. And now that now that you're mentioning it, there was a second Zabaza fight. And in the second Zabaza fight, you really get to see the analytical mind of a Jonin or high-ranking a ninja, which is, yes, because Zabaza was like, okay, I now can, I'm now remembering your fight, the fight we had the first time, and why you almost beat me. And now I'm going to hard counter every fucking thing you come at me with. So with your, they did a weird soft eye piercing eye thing. 
which they never really went ever back to. And they just ended up explaining it later as just, oh, the Sharingan can do this. Uh, just copy things. But the way they do it in the Zabuza arc is, okay, the sh- there's the soft eye effects, uh, which is which I'm going to counter through the, my mist jutsu. And then the hard eye, the piercing eye effects, we're gonna, I'm gonna counter by just keeping my eyes closed and just working through that. And he was, that's how he decided to fight Kakashi in the second time. And he was trying to explain and use tactics to get through that. And it gave the real sense of, oh shit, Kakashi's fucked. He's gone. It's, it's, it's a checkmate scenario because yeah. the whole point of their mission is to defend the, the bridge builder. But, but uh, and in the meantime, his students, Naruto and Sasuke, are being, cap- are being captured in this sort of house of mirrors by, mm. Haku, by Haku. Kakashi's like, I gotta go save them. Azaba's like, you go save them, I kill the, the bridge builder. All we can fight right now, and you can leave them to that. And sort of leads Kakashi has to go through this, again, this whole analytical thing where he's like, I could go save them, but he'll kill the bridge builder. If I use clones, he'll use his own clones mm. and, 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 like, come, and come back to me with that. I'd be, waste, I'd be wasting my effort. My only option is to kill him here and there. Yes. yes. And so that's sort of like, again, that's what I mean by the strategy being more of, more of a prominent thing in the routine. It also, in terms of manga serialization, that helps for sort of, you know, breaking up. If you've got to do 15 to 19 pages a week, it helps. All right, this 15 pages, I'm going to focus on this aspect of the fight. Next 15 pages, what are the kids doing, etc. and so forth. It helps with pacing, especially considering Naruto early on does a lot more group fighting. Yes. Sort of because even Shonen series I love uh, are very guilty with, we have these cool cast of characters. Oh no, a rock fell and we're all separated. Time for all of us to fight one-on-one. Oh boy. I love group fights though. Yeah. Because I think it can really demonstrate- Hard as fuck to anime. I understand why they don't do them very often, but- Yeah, they just shows off a real uh, creativity and passion for the story and the work that's happening. Mm. It's such a fucking treat. For the um, for the people watching, because then you get to see a whole different version of the same things. Like I mentioned, the Ichiraku Ramen filler episode. But part of the reason that's so fun is you get to watch Toji use his expansion and stretch yeah. jutsus in a really creative, unique kind of way. It's like, oh fuck, okay, that's just, that's just wild. And then when Naruto just punches it, I think because he spe- he uses clothes to punch it, but like using those creative teamwork things ah that's why like that's part of the reason like the first part one was so good and i think it gives a special place for people like ino chikacho well i was gonna bring up the fact that naruto is kind of perfect playground material and what i mean by that is the fact that early naruto who's your favorite who's your guy because everyone has like yo i'm i'm about shikamaru nah man i'm about choji nah 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 nah. i'm about neji like everyone has their favorites Unique personalities, unique character traits, unique abilities powers. that may or may not reflect those pa- those traits. Yeah, like, you know, like the the strengths of the Sasuke retrieval arc is the fact that you with with the team of Naruto, Shikamaru, Kiba, Choji, Neji, like all of those are very different ninja and very different styles, and all of those fights subsequently play out very uniquely and sort of like to the strength of either tenacity or nah, I'm gonna use my mind for a little bit. I know what you mean. Well, actually, to be honest with you, I don't feel like it's never one or the other. Oh, it's, it's, usually, little, it's always a little bit of both. It's but, you always know. a little bit of both. Like, yeah. Shikamaru is going to think a lot more about fight than Wolf Boy. Uh, yes. 
uh, he will think more about the the fox, uh, the fox uh, and baby. Spe- and speaking of, like you know, just in terms of like my favorite characters, God, Shikamaru is my favorite misogynist in fiction. Oof. <laughs> oh, you are you are you're kind of you're kind of right there. Yes, I remember that opening line vividly. But I better be- now let myself get beaten by a female, and it was like. <laughs> I know he's 12. He's 30, He's 12, 13 years old. And it's, like, here's the thing. I'm actually in favor of that because having a sexist character overcome that is interesting. Of course, and he the does. The that he gets with Tamari makes sense. Of all of the final shipping pairs, that's the one where I'm like, yeah, you know what? You can have this one, shippers. That makes sense. Fuck all the rest of them. But- we'll, get to, we'll get to that, I'm sure. But no, like, you know, Shikamaru is uh, great. Choji's little moment is great. He literally takes the red chili pill and becomes a big strong man. Here's the thing, like, I'm not sure, because with shonen manga, there's always the know-it-all, so like, oh, clearly Awful was supposed to end it at this saga. And it's always bullshit. Yeah. Because, you know, you never know when these things end. Like, as much as people talk about, like, oh, shonen manga, unlike, say, Tsubira Comics, gives a definitive end. I mean, yeah, but you're gonna be waiting 20 years for it, because Bandai Namco is not gonna wanna let Shonen Jump, you know, skimp on any of that sweet, sweet yen. But in that particular arc, Neji and Shoji are foreshadowed to fucking die. Like, yeah. super duper hard. Oh god, yeah. But they, um, they, uh, they, they do end up surviving uh, that, those, fi- um, those fights in particular. Mm. And uh, yeah, I do, remember, I do remember thinking, watching those fights, and being like, as Neji gets fucked yeah. up. Dude gets impaled in the chest. He gets impaled in the chest. His like, hair's flying everywhere. He's bleeding. Uh, he's bleeding. He's got like, he's, like broken yeah. limbs and shit. He falls out. He falls. He has kind of. That's kind of a humbling moment for him. He's already humbled by Naruto. Yeah. But he's, yeah, a more, yeah, yeah. But he's a more like down to earth, reasonable character now. So the fact that he. So the fact that he like he's he's, fight, he's fighting, understanding his new limitations, and then he ends up getting fucked up as a result. I'm honest. I'm really like I'm really fond of that arc. I think it like it, the 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 fights follow the same odd uh, like formula where you know the group shows up. One of the ninjas slows them down. Don't worry, guys, I've got this. Go on. But all of it is shown in bread and butter so effectively that I do not mind. Also, one of the best openings is the Sasuke Retrieval arc. Oh, the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Yeah, yeah. that's good. We've praised Oli Naruto a lot. Yeah, I was going to say. probably keep doing that, because legitimately, whilst it will never be as close to my heart as you two, I don't know Naruto rules, and I'm not I'm not going to argue on that for it. It's really fucking solid. Of course. But yeah, we need to talk we about... We do need to move to Shippuden. Like, I, I guess, like, a few more things I'll mention before moving to Shippuden is the fact that I kind of prefer Kishimoto's early art style. Yeah, it's a bit sketchy. Uh, it's also his art style. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. But no, I mean, like, there's a little more sort of, like, scratchiness. There's a little more detail. Yeah. And granted, that detail sometimes gets foreshown for fluidity when it comes to fights, but that's just a trade-off of animation I think you're so. going to make regardless. But no, um, the hero of early Naruto in terms of the anime was a dude called Norio Matsumoto. Now, this dude was a veteran anime uh, animator. He'd animated a bunch of stuff from Evangelion to some Ranma, and he animated every cool fight in early Naruto. Naruto Sasuke on the on the river, that was him. Sasuke uh, Orochimaru, that was him. Yeah, basically. The Yura Yura opening, that was him. Rock Lee versus Gara, that was him. He did all the good shit. Basically, if you're watching Naruto and all of a sudden you think you're watching a different show. That was him. That's that him, him, yeah. 
Um, yeah, but no, that's uh, I know, I know exactly, I know exactly what I mean. That, 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 those fights deserve nothing but praise. They're a bit, they're a bit gooey. But I kind of like that though. But, that, but that's that's nice. Yeah, it's like, definitely it's very the cool. The squat and stretch is is a very important part of animation. And the problem with because here's the thing, like in our Dragon Ball retrospective, we covered that because Toei was outsourcing to twelve different studios. Vegeta's neck would be pencil thin one moment and be roided the fuck out the next, and Dragon Ball could look very inconsistent from episode to episode. Naruto doesn't have that nearly as much, but you definitely can tell when certain animators are sort of doing their thing. I think during that Orochimaru fight in the forest, there, yes. there's an episode beforehand where Sakura's having a bit of a go at Sasuke, yeah. like, what, like, come Come on, why are you freezing? Why are you freezing up? Look at what Naruto, look at what Naruto, he's, he's going for, he's going, he's going for it. And uh, so they have that, and so they have that moment that it hangs then to the cliffhanger. And then the yeah. th- second episode following begins, it's the exact same speech, that exact same scene. Yeah. It looks completely different. It's like a different time of day. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, that's just animation production. But yeah, like Naruto does look more visually consistent than Dragon Ball, but that's probably because... Kishimoto's art style doesn't change nearly as much as Toriyama's art style changed throughout the course of Dragon Ball. But I think my last note on early Naruto, because I don't really have that many complaints, I've got a lot of sort of, it's just a lot of positive praises, the fact that I I quietly root for Sakura, because here's the thing, she's a shitty little girl, but she (laughs) slowly becomes less of that. Like, her big moment is when she cuts her hair in the forest and she sort of defends herself that's cutting hair is actually very symbolic in japan in J- japanese culture it's sort of like being a a significant personality change so when she sort of cuts it with the kunai that's and she's short-haired for the rest of the series oh yeah so that's sort of that's you know it, it's a little sort of sign of growth and she gets moments in naruto but i ultimately feel very sorry for her because of reasons we'll get into. So here's the thing, we'll get into Shippuden, and through the tone of her voice, it sounds like, oh, it's all downhill from here. No, nah, early Shippuden's pretty goddamn good. Yeah, um, personally, this is just me, oh, it's something I like in fiction in general. I love time skips. Like, I love time skips. The time skips are great. Show your characters getting older, yeah. show them getting maturer, stronger. Shout out to the How to Train Your Dragon movies for doing exactly that. But, um... It gives a good chance for not only aesthetic growth, of say the artist is sick of drawing the same, you know headbands or same jackets every goddamn day but it's also nice for we can fill in some stuff say if we need to do flashback material or say if we need to sort of oh where are these guys now it's useful it's a good tool of course and it's a very die honestly naruto's time skip feels very fluid absolutely don't always can you elaborate on why you think it feels fluid um time skips can sometimes feel a little rough like hey this is kind of weird that they ended up in this position, or this is kind of weird that this characterization has changed. Like, the subtle differences. Like, Naruto's a, l- a little smarter. He's stronger, but he's also, you know, he's mature in some ways, but he's still the number one knuckle-handed hyperactive ninja in others. And I really like all the, like, the little introductions with everyone's like, oh, Naruto, how you been? You're a, you're a tall boy now. You're a whopping five foot six. <laughs> it's always my favorite thing in anime. It was like, oh, you've grown so much, but they're all, we, we could body them. And what's, well, nothing that makes it fluid is every character, I feel like, naturally ends up where, they're, where they would yeah. be at that point. I also like the initial Shippuden redesigns. Oh, yeah. When they all get the same jacket, I'm less fond of that, but... And what a, what a sucker punch it is for Naruto to realize that Gara has become a Kaze Kage, essentially achieving yeah. his dream. Yeah. 
while he's been off drinking. And he's, he's yeah. angry and happy in equal proportions. I think that's cool. It's a good, it's definitely, a, it's because like, there's going to be a complex feeling, isn't yeah. there? And I think so. If, if someone achieves essentially what you were looking to achieve while you were off working, to, working towards that. And um, yeah, and like you said, early ship, early ship and then very, very strong. The first arc is the Kaze Kage arc. And it's the first time you sort of realize that um, uh, Naruto, Naruto is being deployed yes. on high rank missions. He's not ending up in them. He's not falling ass backwards into them. <laughs> yeah. No, he's being said, okay, you, this is a dangerous mission. We believe you have the tool. Yeah. Like, we, we believe you are capable enough to handle it. Go handle it. So he does, and he has to go, and he has to go save Gara from the Akatsuki. We didn't even mention the Akatsuki. Yeah, I was gonna get to them. Like I always forget that the Akatsuki show up in OG Naruto because okay, it's 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 very fleeting. It's, it's a brief. It's a brief. It's a brief. Yeah, little, it's a brief little like. Oh look at the, look look at how tough these guys are. Oh, Jesus man. Christ! They're wearing cool. They they have a bit of a scuffle on the river, and then Mike Guy kicks kicks Crispin Freeman in the face, and then they fuck off. That's true. I mean, let's be. I, I just want to. <laughs> I just want to reference one of the, I can't tell if it's one of the most ambitious or stupidest moments of the original Naruto series when Kuro and I tried to put Itachi Uchiha into a Genjutsu. That was, <laughs> that was, look, look, that man, was you like. You just gotta try what you have. Like fucking Tenten's out there. She's just, she has a big scroll full of knives. Uh, do you know just what? gotta work what you have. She is supposed to be a Genjutsu expert. I will give her that. But at the same time, part of me would think, this is literally Itachi Uchiha. Like, a- Itachi's all like, I'm gonna stand back, I'm about to ruin this woman's whole career. Yes, yes, he literally is like that. <laughs> so it's like, okay, I guess, like, I, I appreciate the effort. That's but- actually another good point. We'll come back to the Kazakage stuff, but Naruto has a good, like, with Shonen, often it's quite difficult to balance adult and child characters. Because obviously, as I've gotten older, I've appreciated stories about grown-ass men and women and everyone in between. Mm-hmm. Because, it, you know, after after so long, it's, it's you, there's only so much you can take of like, ah, you stupid fucking child, just say what you mean, I don't care. If you love him, you're 15. <laughs> but Naruto has a good sort of like, it's adult cast is great. Like, pre-time skit, like, you know, Kakashi, Guy... Uh, even even Aruka in non non combat roles, it's neat to see you know the dad who stepped up. Yeah, even if it's just you know buying him the equivalent of takeout every Friday. Oh man, Aruka is the guy. Everyone loves Aruka. Yeah, or Jiraiya even. And Jiraiya, and Jiraiya was like kind of a shitty dad, especially in the I beginning. Jiraiya is your problematic uncle who buys you your first beer, but he also <laughs> uses very dated language. He's like, hey kid, want to see a Playboy? I'm five. Yeah, man. And that's Naruto's canon godfather, yeah. and he didn't want to teach him yeah. in the beginning. That's true. But that's also because Kishimoto didn't know what the fuck was going on with. <laughs> I mean, like, to, to be fair, like it's very easy to rag on shonen man- mangaka saying, like, oh, they didn't plan this etc and so forth let it be said that if you've got to do 19 pages on your own ass time every goddamn week i'd forget shit i'd be like i don't fucking know who his dad is i'm too busy writing a big godzilla fight also you know people also just in real life people are complex and change as well so it's like obviously it's got there's probably a reason for that so it's anyway the akatsuki you're introduced is sort of like the main they're the main big bads for a hot second orochimaru has kind of pushed the sideline for a little bit They've all got their cool Matrix coats. They've all got their unique haircuts slash powers. Having one of them linked to Sasuke as well, yeah, like because because cool. Itachi was built up through like talking for like talking, and then he shows up, and then, and then he shows up, and you're like, oh wow, 
And then in Shippuden, we really get we really get into them. We see the rest of the Akatsuki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And most of them are pretty good from what I remember. Like, I blitzed the manga before this podcast. I only got to the initial bridge fight with Orochimaru, Kabuto, and Team 7. Oh, yeah, that's a good fight. Oh, okay. Um, Like I said, like, I have, there's a lot missing in my knowledge. Fuck, there's so much to get into. So the Naruto... I don't even know what to say. Like, uh, the Akatsuki are this super unique group of individuals who are apparently all originally supposed to be some type of crazy monster, which is why uh, Kisame looks the way he does. Uh, You know, because he has the shark gills and shark things, even though no one else in the mist has that. It's actually because in the original designs, Kishimoto was intending for each member of the Akatsuki to be a monster. He ended up changing that, uh, but... Doesn't but, surprise me. Like, I've got but, multiple hey, quotes here saying that, like, he he loves Godzilla and he loves kaiju films, and yeah. that would definitely enter his work significantly. Yeah. Um. But going back to the thing, uh, the Akatsuki are, all have these unique abilities. I don't know why I'm explaining this. Everyone who's seen this probably watched it. Uh, but just in case you didn't know, uh, Kisame had a strong water-style abilities. Um. And his crazy fucking sword that literally eats chakra. <laughs> um, and he had a natural chakra reserve so large, he was called the tailless bijou, the tailless tailed beast. When I first read that, I double taked for a little bit, not gonna lie. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense in context, I suppose. Yeah. It's an awkward name, but cool, but cool idea. Even if the name is kind of awkward. Limitless BJ Jutsu! <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, it's the one thing I really appreciate about the Katsuki is how unique everyone's skills are. Not just to everyone else um, in the Akatsuki, but everyone else in the world. Uh, I had, I thought it was fucking crazy. Daedara had hand, had mouths on his hand. Also, Daedara is probably the best Naruto character in bed. I will not be. Uh, will not be taking questions about this. Uh, do you want to? Do you want to double check that when the, we've got people like Kakazu? Ah, oh, that's a good point. Isn't he a corpse though? Some people are into that, George. <laughs> He's got them black licorice tentacles. I don't know, man. I'm 26 years old. I can't be thinking about fucking animated characters. <laughs> That's exactly. This is exactly the age to be thinking about those animated characters. They're gonna become even more real. Just don't look at their hands. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. I just really liked the Akatsuki as an idea as a whole. Their designs are so good. The cloaks designs are so good that to this day I see people in real life. Wearing jackets with the Akatsuki prints on them. I saw a woman in her mid-60s in Brighton once wearing an Akatsuki jacket, and I just had to stare for a solid 15 seconds. That's raw as hell. Because she was like four foot nine, and she was just walking with a Tesco's grocery, so I'm like, yo, that's fucking she's on the hunt for She's on the hunt for the tailed beasts, yeah. bro, you gotta stop her. Yeah. On the hunt for those bargains. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I love it so much. It's so good. I love the designs of... Everyone in the Akatsuki. Uh, and I made easy cosplay fodder for the next 15 years at every convention. It's just, yeah, it's really good. But more than anything, like the thing that I think of when I think of Naruto, this is a tangent now, but it's just like, because I discovered it when I was 13, as George did around the same age. Around the same, around the age, yeah. yeah. Like a little, maybe a bit younger. And like we literally followed the step-by-step of the anime coming down and actually experiencing that. So that just, so that's why it feels wild. So like hearing you talk about the uh, fight at the, uh, at the bridge with Kabuto 
versus Team 7. That was a wild memory. And it's just like various points in my life. I feel like, oh yeah, I remember the time when I was doing my GCSEs. And I was also reading the manga that was coming out around that time, or the anime that was coming yeah, out around gonna, that time. We'll get into that yet uh, later, as you two sort of followed it as it was being serialized, and as like Vic, you've told me horror stories of going through the the Great Ninja War arc and just pulling teeth every week. And the way the Akatsuki became the big threat of the Shippuden was because they were collecting all the tailed beasts and finding all the different uh, ninja who have them and extracting them from them. Uh, Extracting the tailed beast from those ninja. Um, And I just thought it was so cool how they were being clever and tactical in the beginning of Shippuden about getting all these tailed beasts. So, like, I'm remembering when Daedara first goes to get Gara. So he... He summons a big pigeon! Yes, he uses his big pigeon. And during the fight, I know it's a bit of a cheap win because people feel very mixed about it, but Daedara does use his explosive shit to try and attack the village and forces Gara to give up his last defense, uh, his sand defense itself, to protect the village and uses that opening to hit Gara. Of course it's a cheap win. He's a bad guy. He's going to use cheap tactics. Exactly. <laughs> but I still, uh, I still appreciate the fact that they um, went through the thoughtfulness. And it also showed how much Gara had grown as a ninja in himself. Like, he'd become stronger and faster. Um, I don't know if they touched on it too much, but Gara actually um, made an effort in the background to become a better ninja in terms of his taijutsu as well, which is um, which was motivated by how how much of a fucking beatdown he got from Rock Lee beating the ever-living shit out of him. And he was like, yeah, 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 I need to improve uh, my taiju. I have to do punches and kicks in this world where I'm doing punches and kicks a lot. Yeah. Can't rely on my sand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, there was those really cool aspects. Sasori being a puppet master, basically yeah, no, that's cool. forcing himself to become a puppet is so cool. I love that idea because it creates this both level of it changes his vulnerabilities compared to the other ninja in the thing in that you've got to kill the socket not not him as a person and damaging him alone won't be enough of course and that whole that whole fight is a chance for sakura to finally shine as well after receiving a bit of a training from tsunade in both medical and like taijutsu another fight that was outsourced i'm pretty sure probably but it was a sort um but yeah and also uh so Sakura, she fights Sasori alongside Granny Chia, who is the most badass old lady in Shonen, or one of them at least. Yeah, I'm not gonna fight you on that. They get up there, they have this huge, like, multi-episode, this multi-episode fight. It's finally a chance for Sakura to shine. It'll show great promise for the rest of the series. Uh, <laughs> and she's dele- then she's kind of delegated to the bin for a lot of it. Yeah, until the, until the final, until the final, until the final fight. I think she gets, she might have a moment here and there. But, kind uh, of has a few moments. Like, yeah, again, they're very token moments, but she does get some moments. Uh, like, she's a massive help during the Ninja War, which we'll touch on in a moment, um, in terms of her healing abilities. Uh, even if we don't really see the value of those things, we, I want to give her the credit. She did it, something. Uh, look, I might as well move on to this topic. I didn't, I didn't want to sort of placate this, but we're giving a lot of praise to Narita, and I'm, gl- I'm, I'm glad because it is a very fun series i see the appeal it's been really nice re-experiencing it (sighs) 
The women are treated like absolute fucking rubbish in this goddamn series, and I know it's shown in standard, but that's not a fucking excuse. Of course, you're absolutely and, look, right. I get with a bunch of dudes talking about Japanese cartoons in my bedroom, but goddamn, every woman's a healer. Every woman's most significant moment is saying, you can do this, male protagonist, and it's kind of just... I, I want to give some credit, because Tsunade is a good female character from the jump. Yeah, so, so she, she, she's, she's president lady, and I get that, but like... It's the not- appeal of Naruto, early Naruto, was like everyone had their favorites. Yeah. And that goes away. None of them. No, but the thing is, even from the jump, none of. I don't remember a single person's favorite being any of the women. Yeah, and that sucks. They're You'd something. be hard pressed to find someone who's like, oh, yeah, Eno. I'm, I'm a 1010 man. People had a thing. I think people enjoyed Ten Ten, but no, no, no. I think people had a thing for Ten Ten. I don't think people enjoyed Ten Ten. As a character, that's the thing uh, that I think is the difference. Even going further, like, you know, characters like Kushio, who wanted to be like, you know, I'm going to be first female Hokage. I was like, silly woman. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just, you know what? Like, I'm thinking about it. You're mostly right, but I think we're not giving full credit to people uh, like Tsunade. Also, Anko, you had her right there and she does fucking nothing. Anko was not only a great design on her character and a great character in she's her own one right. She's cool fight. She's directly linked to Orochimaru and they don't do anything with her. I mean, it's better. That it's, it's better. Step up from Dragon Ball, I will say. Oh, yeah. We actually have female huge, characters. Yeah, huge like, step up. When, when, when your step up is Toriyama put a baby in you, then it's not much of an impressive feat. Uh, Tamari was all right. Hold on. Tamari might be the best girl in Naruto. Um... You're right. I'm struggling though. Once again, she doesn't get to do a lot, but again, if we had just had more fights like the Sakura Sasori fight, yeah. and more more chances and for like, these girls yeah, to shine. Power then... doesn't necessarily equate to good characterization, but a lot of the guys in Naruto get both, which is the problem. They take a lot. It's it's they need to take a they need to be taken off the back seat a little bit, and take a bit more. Yeah, um, but I, I think I think it's just like Kishimoto, especially the beginning, had a very old school uh, mindset and he wasn't really thinking about it in that sense. I'm always amazed that these mangaka are married. Because... I'm I'm legitimately... Because I remember... um, Fuck, I remember actually in... uh, I think it was after Tsunade becomes uh, Hokage. She says, oh, she can see exactly what the original Hokage was thinking when he made the teams. Because... Some of them are just carbon copies of the teams their parents were in. And the other thing was that I remember hearing the third Hokage explain his reasoning for why different team structures. And he was like, oh, you need to have a girl in there sometimes to like create like, I can't remember the exact quote, but he was like, create tension between the boys or something or to create, to create like a motivation for the boys. I remember this because I went, whoa. I don't remember that quote. That's fucked up, man. What do you got? Oh God. I mean, I might as well bring up this quote from a Kishimoto interview that he did uh, after the manga ended a serialization. Once I feel I've written everything there is to write about a character, my approach is to make that one vanish from the story, never to come back. Put a pin in this. Did he actually say that? Yes. Jesus Christ. Uh, but that's just an ideal. As I wrote Naruto, and I wanted to create even more detail to their lives on the page, I'm afraid I tended to write even parts of that story that didn't require with great care, which one fact in making this series last as long as it did. 
Hmm. Now, granted, this is translated from Japanese, so it may be a little Englishly, but God, that's that's very telling <laughs> for how Naruto was written. I sort of, I can, in a way, I can sort of understand that that character, um, that idea. If you completely, if you are uh, done everything you can, we feel that you can with a character. There's no real need to keep to keep them in to keep them there if they've served their purpose. But that really doesn't work for long form fiction like no, it, this. It doesn't, and also you. You 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 didn't do everything you could have with all the extended cast, and if you did, the fuck, bro. Yeah, that's true. Like, here's the thing: Kishimoto is nowhere near as guilty of this as, say, Tite Kubo, who is Mister Too Many Characters, definitively. Oh, yeah. Character soup, I think, is the term. Yes. The problem with the Great Ninja War is the fact you had so many. You had the chance for this young generation of ninja to prove themselves and step up, and they don't because you bring the Hokage back, you bring everyone back. And the whole point of Naruto Shippuden is to be like, I know Boruto's subtitle is The Next Generation, but that should have been Shippuden. The whole point is these ninjas are adults now, and barely any of them get to do anything. It's, That's true. Yeah, it's so weird. I don't, um, because like you're kind of right, but like, ah, oh God, it's sort of mixed. I wonder how much of that is a publisher slash the studio decision. <laughs> yeah, that's a very damn good here's, point. Here's the thing that I'd point out in that if you're not interested and you're the writer of the show and you're not interested in the character anymore, what the fuck does that say about how much, how well you're going to write them? Yeah, that's yeah, that's kind of the issue with Shippuden is the fact that we were discussing, me and George, is the fact that because Shippuden splits into the Sasuke perspective and the Naruto perspective... After a certain point. Yeah, yeah, after a certain point. The Naruto's perspective has all the characters, like the side characters when they show up that we like. Sasuke has a shark boy, a horny woman and Snake Steve Bloom. And that's about it for the longest time. I mean, I know he summons the Kages at some point, but even that that's is like super late into the story. And I held this back because I wanted to be, part, uh, you know, mostly positive, have a good time. Fuck Sasuke! Oh yeah, Sasuke is, a, Sasuke is such a short-sighted, toxic little prick. I have never he seen that. Like, at least in the beginning he is. But, he starts um, off as a shitty character, becomes a better one, but then becomes an even shittier character by the end. You could argue that's the tragedy of it, but as you go through Wait, Shippuden, it becomes end, way more confused. He's supposed to have been redeemed by the end. I thought I thought his redemption was like way too redemption fast. Was shit. He shows up during the final battle, is like, oh yeah, I'm good now. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't take that as a redemption. I took the redemption as when he lost his arm. That's not enough. I'm I'm sorry. That's not no, enough. He make, no, he makes a good he, he makes a good point. Um, that whole that whole fight was a whole shift in perspective for Sasuke. Oh, I still probably should have spent a bit of time in jail though. I don't know. He gets. I mean, he does. He does spend time in jail. He's a deadbeat dad. Oh, he does, doesn't he? Yes, he does. He does spend time in jail. Um, Look, I'm going to be very real. The fact that Sakura and not, uh, friggin' uh, Sasuke ended up together, which apparently was a tension among the anime staff. Apparently a lot of people working on the anime wanted Saku uh, Naro to be a thing, which... That doesn't surprise me. I remember when, um, I think it was... Is it 698 was the chapter? Or 699 was the chapter that um, uh, Naruto Shippuden... Shippuden ended on because the next chapter was Boruto. Yeah, it was like it was definitely like a round number that it ended on. I yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like, I think it was six nine eight was the end of the Sasuke fight. The epilogue, and then yeah, six nine nine. When those when those were released, I remember people were like running around doing petitions, being like, "Please, let's get Kishimoto to like change this back so we can get Narusaku." And it was like, "Oh my god." 
I, as cliche as it is, I get where people are coming from in terms of like, you know, they've spent a lot of time together, et cetera, and so forth. And the fact that it's an abusive relationship, like Sas- Sasuke and Sakura's relationship is fucking repulsive to watch. Yeah, it's, 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 it's full, it's full of neglect. It's and yucky. And the fact that she never breaks out of that and is, and Sasuke is rewarded with a wife and a daughter? Well, he's not rewarded. He's not punished. He's a horrible dad. Is my point, and that's <laughs> fucked. Hang on. There is a problem in the sense that he did make a choice. Yeah, it's the wrong one. No, he didn't. Whoa, hold on. He actually made the right choice to help defend the hidden leaf. He made that choice. When he heard the Kage speak, he had the choice to destroy the village. And Orochimaru said he would. You might not remember that, but that is a yeah, genuinely a choice. That, that is a good point. He was he was there. He could have done it while he was there. No one else, not, all the ninja are off fighting in the final yeah. battle. Right here. I, I understand you are never going to convince me Sasuke is a good character. Oh, no, I'm not trying to say he's a good character. No, I'm definitely not. But the idea that the redemption wasn't earned. Okay, I'll change my wording. It rushed. I don't okay, like it. It was, it, was quite, it was quite quick. There needs to be a little bit more consequence for him, I, I think, leading up to it. Here's my big problem with how they did it. It's like all the dominoes were in the right, uh, were there, right? They could have, but the problem is, is that they didn't put enough dominoes in between. So they knocked one over and it didn't hit the next one. So it didn't feel right. Because it's, so for instance, I never felt the emotional weight of why uh, Sasuke decided to go so extreme in the other direction. Yes. I thought the extreme direction of, oh, I'm going to become a Hokage was insane. But. I could understand the direction of there needs to be a change. Like his, re- like for a second, it was like there needs to be revolution. I'm sick of this government. I was like, oh fuck, am I going to politically agree with Sasuke? Shit. There, there's a after after his fight with Itachi and he uh, ends and he's essentially achieved his revenge. He's gotten the gold that he wants for. Where it's like we now to give. I feel like from a writer's perspective, it was like we now need to give this character a new goal. Yeah, but he still needs to be an adversary. So he decides I'm going to destroy the Hidden Leaf Village. Uh, that's and that's what he said, and he's like, and that, that's but that twist that's, that's supposed to be shock value. It's like whoa, but that twist was a good twist. It definitely surprised me. Yeah, I really liked the twist because of how it reframed Itachi and his actions. Um, however, I do know what you're talking about. Um, yeah. Anyway, do you want to quickly talk about the experience of following this step by step? As we were growing up, I was I was very interested to hear your perspective on this because obviously by the time I revisited Naruto, it was done and dusted. But you two were in the trenches. That's true. Yeah, my perspective of um of of essentially of essentially following it. Um, yeah, no, uh, I exper- uh, I experienced all of sh- um all of Shippuden initially through the anime, but I sort of fell off and then played the Storm game, Storm yeah. Two. That's how I experienced most of the pain arc, and I went back watched the anime. Started watching the anime all the way up to the, um all, all the way to up to just before no the middle of like the final fight and I just kind of read the manga from then on and I remember thinking that that manga that took for that last fight took forever it was like a year or something because and this is a weekly manga so there's a lot of, there's, there's a lot of chapters and it goes through like wait what what fight did you start reading the manga after from um so basically after when Naruto fights Toby with Kakashi and Guy and he achieves the Ninetail unlocked form where he gets okay. the coat that's that's around the time I stopped watching the anime and I started reading the manga yeah. just cuz I wanted to know more about it and and I remember, and I remember thinking that entire last fight is like you know those russian dolls 
Yeah. Where you open one and there's like another thing underneath. It's just, oh, here's a new villain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, here's yeah. a new just, villain. Just a puppet master after <laughs> puppet master. Yeah. It just keeps going, it just keeps going, it keeps going, and eventually it culminates in what we all want to see, which is just Naruto and Sasuke having their final punch up. Yeah. Which apparently like was regardless of how Kishimoto was gonna fill in, he always wanted that file confrontation to be Naruto's ending. Yeah. Like that was built in from the beginning of the manga. It makes sense, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say I was reading the manga. The it was just before the pain fight uh, in the anime. So I started reading the manga there and then because I heard that the pain fight was in the manga, and I was like, I need to see this. So uh, I started reading it vociferously, just and I loved it in the in the manga. Watched it on the anime; it was just as good. And then what I then I then it obviously went into the paint the war arc, which is the single worst arc if to have to read weekly manga form. Oh, it so it was painful. Um, I remember there being weeks where people were begging for like, please, can we end this Kabuto side story? This is a fucking <laughs> oh disaster. God, I forgot about that. And imagine, now imagine translating that into an anime where every other, I'm shit you not, there's like every other episode, there's like 17 episodes of filler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, this is taking forever. No, now I end like, it's like, fuck me. It was just like, it was horrible. And the worst part is I ended up watching the Kabuto uh, episodes on the anime they're actually all right. They're already two. They're two and they're fine. For me, it was like four weeks of pain. And it was just disaster. I'm just imagining like they're stretching every filler uh, episode idea possible. Next time on Naruto Shippuden, Iruka Sensei gets his prostate exam. It's not the Ruto's uh, fault. It's not the Ruto's fault that it made money. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there was like loads of those moments and it was excruciating. And honestly, before by the end, everyone was just begging for it to be over. Like, please. I got that vibe. That is the thing. That is unfortunately a common issue of shonen manga. And I can't think of a single shonen manga that has ended where the final arc is the strongest, with maybe the exception of FMA. And that almost doesn't count because it was a monthly book and no way near under the same stress as a jump author. My Hero Academia is going through that right now. At, I, at, no, I'm not at, surprised. At time of recording, we're in the final battle, and it, and and it's just like, yeah, I feel like the tension would be a lot better if this just all came out like at one point yeah. rather than yeah. like, oh uh, god, yeah, it was just it was so painful, but it was weirdly nice in the sense that there was a sense of camaraderie between all the Naruto fans who were having to like <laughs> dredge through this shit ass manga week after week. We're like, all right, we're almost there. We're almost there, guys. For a second of all, you were going to talk about the camaraderie of the characters, but no, the camaraderie of the fan base suffering. Yeah, That's, yeah. that's, the, that's your Nindo. That's yeah, your yeah, ninja yeah. way. 100%. It's the, the camaraderie of the suffering. That was what pulled us through. Uh, like there would be like people you'd watch their like, Oh my god, sorry, I'm just remembering like, all the different things. Because there was genuinely questions about who was Toby. <laughs> <laughs> who really was Toby? I think everyone figured it out like pretty early on. No, no, no. We all kind of knew, but like there was a large vocal fan base, part of the fan base, who were like, listen. Kishimoto's toying with you. Yeah, now nah, Kishi ain't gonna do us like that. Yeah, yeah, Look, yeah. My uncle works for Japan. He says the Obito's. 1010. I remember very specifically there being one YouTuber who's like, I'm gonna watch 
uh, the day that manga comes out and it drops and it's not Obito, I'm going to taste those delicious tears. Um, <laughs> and Kishimoto's like, this is totally going to be what you expect it's going to be. But yeah. Which here's the thing. As much as we joke about like the final Ninja War, there are, there are great moments. Like playing for the Storm games. God damn, the Kakashi Obito stuff is damn compelling, even after all of the drudgery. And I say, if you want to experience the broad strokes of Naruto, especially Shippuden, no, yes. just, not just Shippuden, because I'd say it just if you want to experience the broad strokes of Shippuden, I'd say playing the Storm games is a good start. Yeah, that's pretty, they're pretty good. You can get you can get through them pretty quickly. Um, I would they're they're quite fun as well. Yeah, my, I think that's also my biggest problem with the Great Ninja War arc. It's a whole load of really great moments interspersed with filler. And it's not even necessarily filler. Although I want to give a big shout out. Big shout out. Are you going to say the same thing that I'm going to say? Yeah, it probably is. It's the Mike guy. Yeah, I was going to say three, two, one. Eighth gate. Mike guy. (laughs) My word. It was set up. Fuck Naruto Sasuke. Fuck Kakashi Obito. Mike Guy unlocking the eighth gate is the hypest moment in Shippuden. I will be taking no responses to it. Well, it's like Vic said, it's something that we've known about for a long, it's long time. kind of, we set it up and it was actually a gun that fired. I have one more lesson for you, Lee. Ah, <laughs> oh, it was so good. It was just... He had a kick that bended space-time, boys! It bent space-time! The fact that Mike Guy got to be useful when Ed, like so many other like ninja were just like sidelined, that makes my heart incredibly happy. And there's that one little moment where Rock Lee throws Minato's fucking kunai and there's tears in his eyes, but he's so proud of his sensei. <laughs> God, that's... Yeah. I, I think the Storm Games do that moment better than the anime on the manga because... I don't, I don't know about... I haven't seen the Storm Games version because the anime was really good about it. Well, the Storm Games are made by the same developers who made um, Asura's Wrath, which, yeah. is a, which is an insanely big spectacle game. Yes. And they really pour a lot of that into that. I think the Mike Guy fight in comparison to like other fights isn't as animated as well as I'd like it to be. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I'm not going to say it's the best animated fight of the whole series. I think, like, it's a very cool moment, but I think in terms of animation quality, Kakashi Obito fucking sweeps it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's That's super solid. That's a super solid fight. Which, speaking of, um, fucking Hiroyuki Yamashita is the episode director and animation supervisor for Kakashi vs. Obito, episode 375, a legendary episode in Naruto fandom. That's excellent. It fucking rules. I remember watching that fight out of context, not knowing, like, who's this fucker? Uh, I see Kakashi's still alive. Holy shit! And it's from a flashback, diegetic integration to the choreography being a, a mix of taijutsu and occasional chakra attacks. It's... It's still, it's still got that layer of strategy and misdirection as yeah, well. Even, even to the point where these ca- these characters are essentially god beings that can throw, that can like throw, like like throw like yeah. deadly explosions are, and things. They are sort of Dragon Ball characters there's at this bit, point. There's like like Obito like throws a kunai through a through a smoke cloud and yeah. it has, uh, and it's like a little, got a little like a parachute on it to like yeah. draw Kakashi's attention so he can appear the other side. It's yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's really god. Like here's the thing. Final final saga of Naruto has a lot of nice payoffs. Kakashi gets the full shouting gun. Obito kind of sort of is a decent enough sort of redemption. I mean, here's the thing. Naruto pacify no jutsus every single one of his enemies, which is a kind of theme, so I guess it's okay. But, you know, it's it's good for what it is. Uh, all of Team Seven gets to punch God in the face. That's a cool shot yeah, as well. Yeah. I remember seeing that two-page That's spread cool. in the manga. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, that was that was a good shot. It is 
It's a Final Fantasy boss. Yep. Kaguya is just a Final Fantasy fourteen yeah, of course. raid. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I'd play that raid. Yeah, Yoshi P. I you, think you that's almost everything, unless you've got anything else you want to uh, add. Well, there's, there's only so much we can cover, especially in Shippuden. This is a massive, like, franchise. It is. Cover. I mean, I, I guess, like, the final sort of thing I want to cover is I want to sort of list off a couple of more key staff members, and then we'll sort of, like, do final thoughts. But, uh, yeah, there's uh, Hayato Date, who is the absolute slog lord who directed all of this. He directed both Naruto and Shippuden every single episode he was there, saying... Fuck it, the cats in this one. <laughs> All right, save save the save the key animation for this. I need to need to go lie down. This Shinga, uh, this Shingo Yamashita, who um is the dude who did the pain fight, and I will the pain fight's really good. I love I the pain fight. I understand that some people like pause it out of context, but that's not how animation works. Squash and stretch is friggin' great. Um, the composers, because Naruto's got some great friggin' music. Naruto's OST is fantastic. Toshio uh, Masuda. Who was the OG Naruto guy who was like, you know, kind of combined guitar, drums, bass, and piano with um sort of wind chanting and classic Japanese instrumentation. That sounded fucking sick. Yeah. Works really goddamn well. Uh Yasuhiro uh Takanishi, who's the Shippuden composer, who also has some good music. Maybe not as iconic as the original. Yeah, so. no, I I definitely recognize um OG Naruto's soundtrack a bit more than Shippuden, but yeah. Shippuden's got some bangers. And I was going to say, we might get to the most important thing. If you had to choose one OP, George, mm. which one is it going to be? Now, Vic is uh, Vic's going to be back in a little bit, but... If I had to pick one Naruto opening, <laughs> I'm going to pick one for OG and one for Shippuden. Um, one for OG, while I do like all of them, um, I think my favorite one is probably Haruka, Kan- Haruka Kanata. Haruka Kanata fucking Haruka. rules. So that's the first one that actually like, hypes you up. The original yeah, Naruto opening is kind of like... It's not good. It's- she, yeah, yeah, you know. But her Kanata, it's got it opens with a banging like guitar riff and stuff. Of course I like of course I like Go and I like um Well here's the thing. Oh. To me, openings aren't just the cool song and fighting. Openings need to be a bit of both. Of course. They need to actually showcase but what it, the show's about. In, in Go, it's a lot of very static, boring images. Like it's a great song, but it's it's boring. But the one after, like the fifth. Oh, that might be my favorite of all time. Like the Sasuke retrieval arc opening. Yeah, oh, okay. with, the, with the film grain filter and stuff. Yeah, yeah, the film. And like when, when, when it's it's Sasuke's hand, he's reaching for the ninja lots, headband and then he drops it when Itachi comes up. It's good imagery. Lots of symbolism there as well. Yeah. Also, um, Yura Yura, which is technically a filler opening, but it's the one where it's rotoscope fight animation. Yeah, I've seen that one. It rules, and it's a shame that it comes uh, during... F- bullshit filler that no one cares about. I'm a basic bitch. I'm gonna say Bluebird. Bluebird's very good. Bluebird's uh, good. Um, friggin' Heroes Come Back rules. Heroes Come Back Heroes is great. Come Back is so good. Yeah, just from just from context of like, imagine yeah. like not watching Naruto for a while, kind of you seeing that as well. But if I had to pick one from Shippuden, um, I do listen to Silhouette a lot on the treadmill, but it's got to be Sign. It's got to be some Sign. I love Sign. It's Between me, it's either Closer or Sign. Closer's very good as well. Because, like, I'd say Sign wins out on visuals in terms of sort of, like, thematic. But yeah, like, Naruto has a lot of great openings. Like, a lot of shonen anime are kind of graced with one or two good openings, but a lot of them are mediocre. I think Naruto got pretty lucky with most of its OPs. But no, in terms of, like, a final thesis, for me, is the fact that Despite everything, Naruto is a compelling underdog story. And yeah, there's some narrative decisions I don't love. I don't love how he becomes a more special boy as the series goes on. But 
I treasure what I treasure, and I think it early on it had something special, and it managed to retain it up until the end. If 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 you are thinking about starting Naruto, just know that not everything is going to be perfect. But if those if that world and those characters really resonate with you, you will find something special. I Absolutely. truly believe that. I don't have any notes. I'd say the same thing. Really, uh, part one, you should definitely watch the anime, or at the very least, read the manga. I actually have a suggestion. There are two very famous fan edits that make Naruto a lot more watchable. Mm. And the first is the Kai edit, which, much like Dragon Ball Kai, edits out all filler completely. Now, this is a pretty smooth experience, but two disadvantages. One, you're locked in Japanese, which, you know, depending on your preference, it's whatever. But two is the fact that it hard cuts between canon material, which is difficult, because sometimes filler adds transition in in episodes like it's, it's very difficult to edit around that but there's also the ocean cut which was someone's personal cut where they're like i edited naruto down because i wanted my girlfriend to watch it with me which is kind of the sweetest goddamn thing <laughs> but no this is this is a uh, this is a dub cut where it's kind of someone's kind of personal director's cut where they add in some filler they like they sort of put some ovas like for instance as soon as original naruto is over they put the kakashi obito as kids ova in which kind of makes sense, makes sense yeah. for pacing. And it's it's unique. So I, I recommend tracking those down if you're going to start Naruto for the first time because vanilla Naruto, how it is, especially after you have this generation that's so used to seasonal shonen, like My Hero Academia, et cetera, and so forth, it's difficult to go back to because Studio Perot was pumping this shit out. It's a slog. If you do have to watch Vanilla Naruto, I would say look up which episodes are yes. necessary. Use a filler guide for the love yeah, of God. Yeah, use a filler guide. Yeah, and just... Uh, I just appreciate the pacing might not be what you're used to. Yeah. But no, I think uh, that was our ninja way. And quite frankly, I can't believe it. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> good work, Jay. Uh, Thank you. Anyway, um, where can we find you on the internet, George? Oh, I uh, stream on Twitch uh, three times a week. You can catch me at twitch.tv forward slash starbreak underscore. That's starbreak underscore. And yeah, if you like Monster Hunter and fighting games, it's what I do. So mm-hmm. come say hello. Podcast conclusion that you'd say. We are fighting dreamers. Takamila Madashita fighting dreamers. Mario.